All right, welcome to another exciting episode of Adulting Poorly with yours truly. Joining me as always is actually fucking nobody. It's just me today. Um, I'm going to go off on a couple of things today just because this has been a hell of a week. The holidays makes everything worse. And also there's just been so much going on right now. Uh, where do you even start? Uh, do you start with the passing of George Bush, um, a lifetime civil servant? Uh, a lot of people may think down of George Bush, but if you look at his career, the only thing that he may have done that was even against his campaign promises is eventually he had to raise taxes. And that was only based on the fact that at the end of a war, you have people coming back from that. You've got to raise taxes. There's no natural transition back from a war. I mean, it almost happens every single time. We have the ending of a war. You have people coming back, and now they're trying to enter the job market. Um, you have all of these you know, people trying to re-enter the workforce. It's just, it's it's a very difficult time, and he had to raise taxes. But other than that, George Bush was a consummate civil servant for his entire life. Um. There's also the California wildfires, because, you know, we don't rake enough fucking leaves. I'll get more to that fucking donkey here in a little bit. Um, but right now, this is, I mean, it's a devastating fire again in California. And the fact that our commander in Cheeto decided that at one point he was going to maybe even withdraw federal, federal aid um, because he didn't think that the wildfires were... They were man-made or whatever the fuck the reason is. Because they were diverting water into the ocean. <sighs> Fucking idiot. And again, more on that later. But people's lives have been devastated from this. Devastated. And, you know, right on the heels of that, we have an earthquake in fucking Alaska. 7.0, 300 and something aftershocks after the fact that that's scary as shit. The pictures of that, just seeing the roads collapse, just drop out. Can you imagine driving along, and not on an elevated highway, just on a regular highway, and just have the road drop out from underneath you? I don't know what I would do. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd shit my pants. There'd be a lot of pee there somewhere. But I don't know what I would do. I'd probably freak out quite a bit. Um, all right. Moving along, uh, one of the things I want to talk about today, medical marijuana. So I have a lot of questions for the states that, in, in federal in general, that haven't passed medical marijuana laws yet. And I understand there's a negative connotation surrounding marijuana, but can, can we be honest about this? How come there's not the same negative connotation anymore about alcohol? I'm drinking it right now. I happen to enjoy it. But if you compare the two medically, one is way worse for you than the other. And that would be alcohol. Alcohol is actually destroying your body slowly. There is absolutely no benefit to drinking alcohol outside of thinning your blood and getting a really good buzz on. Marijuana has tons of different um, benefits for you uh, throughout your entire body. And if you just want to look for one Basic comparison between the two, there are no companies out there doing bourbon, medical bourbon-like studies, or beer, medical beer studies, medical wine studies. Those don't exist. Medical marijuana studies exist because they have the ability to help things like Parkinson's and epilepsy. 
um, CBD as being a uh, replacement for inflammation medication and to uh, for pain relief or a sleep agent. And it's natural, like nothing really added to it. It's extracting it. And with CBD, there's none of the other effects of THC. So I don't understand why we just can't get off the fucking moral high horse and pass this nationwide. Not to mention taxing it uh, from a state perspective, taxing it is a wonderful thing. And if you're like North Carolina and you're looking at your tobacco fields that are slowly dwindling right now because the number of smokers continues to go down and down and down and alternatives keep going up and up and up from vaping, jewel pens, who knows what the fuck those are doing to your body, but at least there's other options out there that aren't smoking. Have any idea how many jobs that could create in Raleigh, North Carolina? It's an astounding number. Just it, it, looking nationwide, looking at places that where farming is starting to go down. If I'm a corn farmer who's been sued multiple times by Montesano because of the whole cross-pollination bullshit, I want to shave down all of my cornfields. I don't think they call it shaving down, by the way. I think it's very much a manscaping term. I want to tear down all my cornfields and I want to plant marijuana. I want to plant hemp. I want to make rope. I want to make t-shirts. I want to make money for the soon-to-be marijuana pharmaceutical industry that it's about to take over or should take over. I just, I can't see why this continues to be rejected other than Big Pharma having a hold on a lot of our representation that's in Washington. It's the only thing that makes sense to me right now because any everything else, it's every other stupid study or fucking belief has been blown out of the water as far as the damaging effects to it compared to the medicinal effects. I just think it's fucking ridiculous that we still have to live like this. I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that we start there and then it's, well, then, you know, we should just make cocaine legal. And we should make heroin legal. And we should make, well, okay, whatever. I don't think there's, like, a gateway legalization for drugs that would eventually lead to that. I think this is completely different. And to be quite honest, if fucking Canada beats us to it, this is just fucking stupid. All right. I've talked enough about that. I will get off my high horse. Um, weirdest thing happened this week. So, as many of you know, I have a seven-year-old who sometimes does my podcast with me. Pardon me for one second. Mmm. Lady beer. She, I have yet to meet or be around another child that has the emotional maturity that she does. And here's what I mean. I was trying to get us out of the house last week. Trying to, cause Hey, it's just her and I, uh, my wife had surgery. She can't get off the couch and I'm pushing her to get out the door. Cause I need to get to work. Like we got to get the fuck out of here. Granted, I didn't say it like that. I was like, honey, we need to get the fuck out of here. So I'm pushing her. We need to move it. Let's go. Come on. And she just peeks her head out the door. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I've been telling you for 20 minutes. We need to get out of here. And she tells me, straight-faced, dead in my eyes, hey, every time that you tell me to hurry up, I get flustered. I start to move faster. And then I make mistakes, which makes me take longer. So I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to wait for me or else we're never going to get out of here. And then she fucking closes the bathroom door on me. And I'm sitting there like, I, uh, uh, uh like, had that been anybody else, I would have went, well, fuck you, thinking I'd won the argument. Not even close. She totally just 
annihilated me. There was nothing I could do in that scenario. I, 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 okay, every point's valid. I guess I'll just go start the car then and wait for you to get done whenever you need to. And I'm wondering, is this like, is this a transition as far as what we're seeing from our kids, the new generation Z, that we have these kids that are very thoughtful and mindful about who they are and how they respond to people? Um, if that's the case, that's, I, I mean, it's an amazing progression forward. And I know even for some studies, they're saying that these kids are going to be, um, will live at home longer, but only because they're trying to take care of their parents. They would consider their parents very close friends. And then the other part of it is that they're more empathetic. They have more empathy than uh, earlier generations. But to have that kind of insight to yourself at seven, I didn't have that kind of insight into myself in my 30s when I was trying to figure out that, oh, you're hungry and you should probably eat so you don't talk to people like a dick. Unbelievable. She's already light years ahead of me. I'm in my fucking 40s. She's seven. Like, that's... Ugh. I don't want to say it's not fair. I just... I wish I had the same thing. And I don't. So I don't know where she gets it. Uh, But I'm amazed. All right. Off my soapbox. For my daughter. Um, (laughs) Can I just say... For the last time... um, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Costco or the people that go to Costco. But I have found that the more that I go there, it seems like there are the samples and the vendors have become like a carnival barking situation. You know, you have people yelling at you to come try the new carrot flavored hummus with lemon, which, by the way, doesn't fucking sound good. Um, So stop yelling at me about it. Or diamond earrings. You should buy them here. Nope. I'm not going to buy those at Costco. Sorry, I don't know if that sounds snobby or not. I'm just not going to fucking do it. Sir, are you interested in the new 4K Samsung television? I am. But again, I don't think I would buy it at Costco. And it's that has nothing to do with Costco. It has everything to do with I want to do more research on the TV that I want. And I'm not just going to buy it there. Not to mention, I think you guys are carrying more gray goods than anything else. And this isn't a one-for-one for what actually is in the market. This is a... A lower tier device. Anyway. But just the more that you have these people there. Now you have more people that are just standing and waiting to talk to these fucking chuckle heads about the the new Traeger. Or, you know, did you want to hear more about these soft tissues for your asshole? it, It just crowds of people now around these little stations. And they go from station to station to station. Where other people are actually trying to buy, like... You know, 16 gallons of KY or fucking mayonnaise, whatever you want to use. I just, it boggles my mind that you can't just walk through this store without being assaulted by one of these little old bitches or somebody trying to run through you to get whatever sample they have. Yeah, it's a fucking grilled cheese sandwich. You can make those at home if you wanted to. They have the products right around the corner. Fucking great. Go do that. You don't need to mow over three children and an old lady to get what is the equivalent of a, like a one-inch square of cheese and bread. You dick. Which, by the way, that exact example I saw this weekend. And the guy doing it was probably 30, 35 years old and fucking pushed people out of the way to get one square and then after he ate it, he turned right around and grabbed three more of the little cups to stuff in his fucking fat face. Piece of shit. God, I was hoping that lady would just get up and cane him in the nuts. That would have made my entire life had I seen that. Just blazed him in the dick and pushed him over. 
Oh, I would have fucking died laughing. But anyway, that guy exemplifies everyone that's in that fucking store. Ugh. Anyway, I made it in and out in 30 minutes. Why? Because I got in, knew exactly where I wanted to go. I ran around people. I looked out for others. I avoided traffic jams, got what I wanted, and then got the fuck out. And when I got to the cashier, I found the line with the least amount of people, got in it, patiently waited, paid, and got the fuck out of there. So there. That's how you should do Costco. Moving right along. I'm going to talk about Donald Trump for just a little bit. And then I'm going to move on to something. But for anybody out there that is still a Trump supporter, you have to help me understand something. If you take every other scandal away, if you peel back everything that he's done that is horrific, the racism, the supporting racists, the A Moments Act violation, the not sharing his tax returns, all the bullshit that's going on, the collusion, the charges, anything else... The one thing you cannot back away from is looking at the Trump Tower meetings and how people are just kind of blind eyeing this just so it hopefully will eventually go away like everything else that he fucking does. Let's look at this, okay? The timeline for Mr. Donald Trump. When it first came out that there was potential collusion with Russia, call it whatever you want, just collusion with Russia, he said, I have no business with Russia. I don't do any, do any, I have no talks with Russia, no contact, nothing. When it comes out later, he's Vladimir's good buddy. Oh yeah, well I know Vladimir, he's been very nice to me. He said I was a genius, isn't that very nice that he said that? Because apparently all you have to do to get on Donald Trump's good side is just say something nice about him. Wow, you look like a shiny penis. Oh why, thank you. So it goes from no contact with Russia to then we find out about the tower meeting. And he had no idea about the tower meeting. It wasn't me. It wasn't any of my people. I never authorized that. Oh, but it was your fucking kid who you just willfully threw under the bus. Like, oh, fuck him. You know, he doesn't even really look like me, so he's got to go. To then turning around and saying that he knew about the meeting, but insists that it's legal because it was about business and not the election. So how is it possible, because by the way, had this been done by anyone else, and if anybody thinks this is close to Watergate, it kind of fucking is, Um, but any other president that had done this, Carter Forward would have been lambasted, Bill Clinton, Obama would have probably been shot, George Bush probably would have been incarcerated, everybody else, there would have been some level of of just absolute disgust on both sides of the aisle. Not one versus the other. But it seems like we're so complacent with how absolutely ridiculous this fucking chuckle nut is that he can continue just to make these, well, number one, horrible lies. And then more evidence comes out and people are like, well, that makes sense. Then more lies. And then more evidence comes out to... Squash those, and then everyone says the same thing. Well, I guess it just makes sense. Well, no, he never knew about the meetings. Well, now he's saying he knew about the meetings. And you're not upset about that. How are you not upset about each of these lies that continue to be shown to be false? I never, I'd never have done any business with Russia. You were trying, you, you were trying to build another Trump Tower there. Trump Tower Russia. How the fuck could you not know about that? 
Nope. No idea. That was that was the kids doing. That's uh that's another fucking kid. You know, I don't even remember what his name is. Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, maybe it's that one. Could be. How is nobody upset about this? If this was a family member of yours who lied to you this often and about just ridiculous shit, you would never invite them back to your house. You would never listen to what they said. You sure as shit wouldn't let them make decisions about governing the United States. You wouldn't let them make decisions about your health care, tariffs, anything. But everyone seems completely okay about it because he's such a great businessman and he's fucking not he's 450 million dollars in debt potentially to both russia and my personal favorite the iranians you know the guys that just killed a fucking american journalist with a bone saw those guys that he took no action on whatsoever i'm i'm baffled by this and i'm more baffled by the fact that Yes, there's a lot of people talking about it, but the people that really should be talking about it are the people that voted for him and put their faith in him, and all he's done for for getting your vote is just giving you back plate of shit after plate of shit after plate of shit. There is no such thing as clean coal. It doesn't fucking exist. Okay? The steel industry. Do you ever wonder why maybe he's so interested in bringing steel back to the U.S.? Maybe because it's good for his business and the people that support him. Look at the tariffs that were out there. We can't say they worked because we're seeing farmers that are now going hungry. We're seeing plants that are closing. Harley-Davidson, GM. Why? Because they can't sell their products overseas anymore. Because of these over-fucking-whelming tariffs. And then Donald... Goes off to G20, comes back, and he's like, everything's great with China again. He must have, must have seen three girls peeing on each other, which is better than two what you got in Russia, and now everything's fine. We're good again. Or somebody had to tell him that he's a powerful, beautiful genius of a man, and then they lifted the tariffs. Again, I don't fucking know. But if anybody else had treated me the way that he, (coughs) pardon me, treats the American people, you never fucking speak to that person again. All right. I'm off my high horse. Again, I think I've said that every single time I've stopped talking about something. Soapbox, high horse, take a pick. All right. Big thing I wanted to talk about today that I'm seeing more and more of, and it's it's becoming more and more disturbing, not in the fact that it's it's happening, which is disturbing, but also the way that it's being handled. And that is kind of domestic violence issues within the National Football League. And uh, pardon me if anyone from the NFL is listening. Um, Roger Goodell, I kind of love what you've been doing as far as the NFL is concerned. But I think sometimes as a lawyer, you put the league and the shield in a very precarious position. And this is one of them. So we've had a couple of incidents this year of domestic violence. And most teams handle it. The correct way, as soon as they find out, they either the player is cut, they're suspended, or they're put on the commissioner's exempt list, which means that you can have another player on your team who is added, and that player doesn't play it down, doesn't do anything with the team until 
all charges against that person are either dropped or moved forward with. One of these people is Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster has had multiple charges of domestic violence against him. And yet, the 49ers still drafted him, hoping that this was something that was in college, and most of those charges were dropped. Uh, and then it happened again. At least there was charges brought against him, or allegations of domestic violence. And then the 49ers kept him around, and those charges were eventually dropped. And then again, a few weeks ago, domestic violence charges. And this time, they cut him immediately. Which you'd love to say is the right thing to do, but did it, how long did it take? Like, what, why, why even give this person an opportunity if you know that they have this in their background? If you know they are a repeat offender... And you're kind of just feeding into that. You're feeding into the rage. You're feeding into some of the ego. You're feeding into the mentality that, you know, it's okay for you to do this or we're willing to put up with this because you're going to go out in that field and you're going to make us some money. Worse is, to top this off, it took long enough. But then, what happens? He hits waiver wires. He becomes a free agent. Or, I'm sorry, he didn't even become a free agent. The Washington Redskins picked him up on the waiver wire. Which means that a second team has decided, this guy that likes to punch women in the face is uh, something we need on our team. We need that kind of attitude, that kind of ass kicker. He's currently on the exempt list while the NFL looks into the charges with the police yet again. And... Nobody, like, I know, personally, I know at least one person who is a Redskins fan that has decided they're no longer my team. If you're not going to do the right thing, which is, by the way, not that difficult in this scenario. The right thing is to cut them, ban them from the NFL, and then have them force them to go into some kind of a program or let the police deal with it without the NFL being involved, which is probably the best way for this to go down. Like, that would make the most sense. But in the midst of this, then we hear about Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, star running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Video comes out of him beating the shit out of somebody, Ray Rice style, in another casino. And... What happens? He's cut from the NFL. He's, I shouldn't even say from the NFL. He's cut from the Chiefs. He's put on waiver wires. He's gone to free agency. Nobody's picked him up. And I thought, okay, this is the right way to handle this. Until I started hearing more about the story. The video was released, what? Three days ago? Four days ago? Tops? So potentially end of November, early December. Does anyone know where the incident happened? I'm going to take a drink for dramatic pause. February. Yeah. The incident happened nearly nine months earlier. Nine or ten months earlier. And the NFL, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs, were waiting for any information from the police report or from their own investigation before they took any action. 
But somehow TMZ got the drop on him and got the fucking video that they apparently couldn't get or didn't ask for. Or, as I read further, they didn't want to see it. So they turned a blind eye to a star player in the NFL for nine months until that video was made public. But what I can only call one of the shittiest organizations, shittiest, like, people out there, people watchers, scum of the earth, but apparently who are doing the right thing, so maybe they're not the scum of the earth, maybe that is going back to the people that they're just chasing and watching, and I've had them wrong the entire time, because right now, they're the only ones doing the right thing. They released the video after they got it, and Kareem Hunt was essentially cut like a day later, and then you hear people talking about it, coaches, and other players saying things like, well, this isn't who we are. Well, apparently it was who you were for nine fucking months because you guys were still throwing the ball to him and handing it off. But you weren't willing to take any real or dramatic action until a fucking video came out. That's the same thing that happened with Ray Rice. Well, we think there's been an incident, but, you know, the woman's not pressing charges, so we don't know what we're going to move forward with. Boom. Video's released. Same thing. TMZ style. Video's release shows he's got a mean right hook and he took it right to that chick. And you're out. And literally hasn't been able to do shit since, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Sorry. But why? Why in this case did it take nine fucking months for the NFL to do anything about it? Because again, maybe they didn't want to tarnish the shield. They didn't want any other incidents coming out. I mean, this is on the heels of Ray Carruth being released from prison. For those of you who don't know, he killed his wife, stuffed her in a trunk. He's getting released from prison now. Former Carolina Panthers. I mean, there's so many domestic violence cases that you hear about. Greg Hardy. Like, tons of NFL players that have had issues with guns. Anchor. Bar fights. You name it. But a lot of them get swept under the rug because eh, we got to protect the shield. This is probably one of the worst that I've ever heard of just because of the timeline you're looking at. I understand waiting for an investigation, but not wanting to see the video of what happened. See the video and maybe even, I don't know, turn it over to the police because it would be the fucking right thing to do. Like, I don't, I don't get it. What are you teaching people? It's okay. It's, again, it's okay if you go out in that field and we can make some money. That's all you're saying. I I don't know another side to this. that You could spin it and say, well, we're doing it for what's in the best interest of this young man and making sure that he's not, he's not being unfairly judged by, you know, the, the court of public opinion. No, there, he wouldn't be judged by the court of public opinion. He'd be judged by the court. Because he's committed an illegal act. It's, it's, he, he, he beat and kicked a woman in a casino and went through other people to do it. No excuse. Not one. The NFL seems, again, completely complacent. And complacency is something that has t- like, taken our country by the throat. As long as it doesn't affect me, I'm not going to get involved. Horseshit. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm personally done with that kind of shit. We should take action. 
it is your job to take action. If something is wrong, you should do what's right to try to fix it. Do the right thing. That's all it takes. Okay. And I'm done. I'd love to say I was done with the NFL, except for I fucking love football. And because of that, I'm a giant fucking hypocrite. I'm even watching it right now in the background. Worse is I'm watching it with the Redskins on, who's one of the teams I just talked about. And the only way that you could really make any kind of a difference is to stop watching. So you know what? I'm going to power this off. I'm going to stop watching for now. I'm not going to give them my time. Not until they do something right. That's the only way you can actually... It's the only way you can impact this. The only way you can make change. Start tweeting at Roger Goodell directly. But until everyone does what I just did and turn the TV off. Until everyone turns a blind eye. Until every Or stops turning a blind eye. Until everyone starts looking at baseball again and thinking now that should be the national pastime. This shit's just going to keep on happening. Uh, granted, there's 3,000 people in the NFL. I get it. But, in any other profession, let's just say profession, if you work next to a guy that had beaten his wife multiple times and was under investigation, do you think he would still be sitting there? Food for thought. Alright, thank you for tuning in this week. This is a short episode. Um... Only because I'm trying to trim them down, keep them short from what I've been hearing from other people. The long rants are too long. I don't have time to listen to it. Blah, blah, blah. All right. 30 minutes. Happy? Right under the wire. All right, guys. Thank you all. Enjoy your holidays if I don't talk to anybody moving forward. And again, just do the right thing.